guys how are you guys doing hey thank you for joining us again this is a, a follow-up to our initial interview so just to set this up for everybody uh, we have Chloe who's uh, given us another hour of her time which is rare folks I want you to understand how rare this is you have a million plus content creator giving an hour of their time to a sub 3,000 uh, content creator so uh, basically yeah. we're small frying this yeah so, a little pond here so i mean i want to give respect where respects due. also want to give respect because there's been no limit to the questions i've been allowed to ask on the past two uh full disclosure i actually solicited help with the wording of the questions uh and actually some research of the questions with a litigator friend of mine uh so you know i wanted to make sure that i was as accurate as i could uh luckily okay. thing about me is uh being a martial arts instructor, I teach a lot of different folks. And so I was able to call in a favor very quickly uh, and put this together. Uh, oh, I'm proud. So, Round of applause. <laughs> so just some background of why we're doing this. So the last interview was absolutely gangbusters for us. I enjoyed it. I think I had a, uh, I think we had a very good conversation. I think we got to learn a lot about some of the personal side of, of Miss Roma here. But uh, we're going to go into some more of the political actions now. Uh, and uh, I got a lot of heat. I took a lot of heat for the last interview, and this is I'm going to cut this short, but I'll just say I got I got folks that said on one side saying I was far too nice to the lady, and I was borderline <laughs> sipping. Borderline <laughs> sipping. <laughs> You're borderline, borderline <laughs> sipping. You Tell know? me and I was ugly. I, That's what people really wanted. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then on the other side, uh, with I believe our fans who are loyal to you said these these people are asking stupid questions. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with them? And so, you know, and but I do think this, that if I handle myself with integrity and intellectual honesty, both sides can be mad at me. That's okay. But they'll say that we were professional and we did a good job. That's yeah. what I meant to. Uh, yeah. So with that being said, uh, how are you doing today or this evening, Miss Roma? I'm doing really good. I filmed the third episode of my podcast today, the Roma Army podcast. Um, that'll be released after this here. Uh, it was really good. I shouted out your channel and uh, talked a little bit about how my my following was like a little, I don't know, just pointlessly upset in my opinion. I mean, I felt like you guys did a great job. I thought you guys were respectful. I thought you guys picked great questions. I never felt offended. I didn't feel like you dragged it on. So anybody yeah. watching, please don't feel the need to be offended on my behalf because I thought they did a great job. Hence why I'm here for round two. Um, but yeah. yeah, I guess people just felt like you didn't ask hard enough questions and you know really what people want to know is whether or not i'm a man or not and i get no i'm just kidding um, <laughs> but yeah i guess yeah. that's really that people just were uh, upset that you didn't ask me hard questions throw a book in my face call me ugly all that stuff so well no it's uh, anybody who knows me like i i could talk a lot of crap but when it comes down to it yeah. when i'm going to talk to somebody i'm going to give people respect that respect is due. Right. And so I think that like, I can disagree with a thousand things you say, but I respect you, first of all, as a content creator. I respect right. that you're out here working. And I, I also have to say that your message is not gonna be popular for your gender. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so I gotta give, give a little respect for that. So, uh, and plus, uh, people who know me know that I'm generally respectful uh, when I when I speak to people, uh, right. and I do that a lot. Uh, and uh, you know, Scott Scott is too. Scott's a nice young man with a little fuckboy energy. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. Well, I watch your guys' content uh, quite avidly, so I, I mean, I I don't think I've ever seen you be disrespectful or. I mean, I've got well, nothing to probably seen some of our other videos then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we'll, but we'll, we'll leave it there. Hey, yeah. look, I can get over the top, uh, but I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an older gentleman, so it doesn't look great for me acting like a young Thundercat out here. You yeah, know? A young Thundercat. Yeah, it's uh, an old show, right? They're showing yeah. your age. Yeah. Uh, if you're ready, uh, we're gonna go to the first question that I have. All right. Okay. What's All that right. first question, Grover? All right. We so, got loaded up here. Do you feel that women give blue globes to guys on purpose? Uh, I no. uh, <laughs> don't, don't got answer. I'm just messing geez. around. <laughs> I don't think so. No, uh, but it's funny though. And so, uh, and this is I actually solicited the comments, and in our comments, there are always rumblings that the only purpose of your channel is to push folks towards your OnlyFans page. Upon research, I haven't seen an OnlyFans. If you do have one, that's that's you can enlighten us. But I have not seen an OnlyFans fans page. What I've seen is a, a non-safe for work Patreon. Uh, what would you say to those who criticize being a men's right activist and at the same time having that uh, not safe for work content? For sure. Um, I think that there's a huge uh, overlap in relevance to the point where uh, I believe that both men's rights advocacy and feminism is really just about uh, doing your own thing and not being told that you have to be, act, or say certain things just because of what's in your pants. And so uh, one thing that's important for me is, you know, like I'm young and I'm beautiful. So, you know, I don't really know what people expect. I think sometimes people think that they're gonna sign up for Patreon and just get boobs and butthole, uh, but it's really not like that. And it's quite a complex process, uh, one in which, like I get to know my patrons for at least a month before they see any type of that content. So almost the majority of my patrons on my top tier, I know them by name. I know what they do for a living. I know both their dogs. Like we we talk every day. So it's it's much more personal and being young and beautiful and expressive and never being very shy. I don't feel like just because I have a vagina and I talk about men's issues, that that means that I have to just cover up. Because at the end of the day, the majority of men can still respect a woman after seeing her naked. Because it just it just is what it is. You know, we're all born naked and the rest is drag, as RuPaul says. So at, at the end of the day, I mean, being a men's rights advocate does not mean complying to what, you know, certain men may think is proper of you as a woman. Um, because if I'm going to put those restraints on myself, then why shouldn't men put restraints on themselves for how they should be? Because I, as a woman say so, you know what I mean? So it just, it just doesn't really match and I'm going to be myself and, uh, sorry to disappoint. No boobs and butthole. Well, sometimes boobs, but definitely no butthole. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. So I have a follow-up question, but mm -hmm. I got to tell you that boobs and butthole is one of the funniest things I've heard today. <laughs> uh, I, I would actually get a t-shirt that said that, but you know, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, but my follow up, my follow up question to that then is that, uh, uh, do you think it helps? Do you think that it helps you making this content? Does it help your Patreon grow? 
or do you think that you would get the same traction without making this type of content? So if you just had a Patreon, let's say you just, let's say you talked about, I'm gonna say something silly like scrambling eggs. But by the way, cooking shows on YouTube get hella traction. Right. <laughs> or, or say just having my Patreon just to talk to them one on one. Right. Okay. Right. Um, what your Patreon yeah. does, I mean, they're getting more access to you, and it helps you filter out a lot of people because now they're actually paying for a service or a value and mm -hmm. being able to communicate with you. So it does. I see. I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. In fact, I think it's actually a good thing that that well, people that like you are actually supporting you with um their funds right like and, well, and it's, a, it's a valid question of his sorry go ahead yeah yeah no uh like like i think that honestly it's 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 your content right and so and, and and i i said this before and people got uh people got on my case and they're saying well what do you think about that and i said well listen she can't sell it if they won't buy it i mean the bottom line is that if you think that something is not valid then the buyer should beware mm -hmm. i mean i'm from that i'm from that school like I, i'm old-fashioned like i cannot i cannot get mad at somebody for making me buy something when i took my money and to a buy. lot of guys like to buy some content that shows a lot of boobies and but yeah and but, butthole especially butthole i don't know for her let's keep it professional here let's keep it professional here scotty <laughs> jesus Christ. hey you know i try my best to, to see scotty's butthole no i'm just kidding oh jesus <laughs> And the tip network, the tip network will be solo. <laughs> um, no, but basically, to, to answer your question, uh, do you do, do I feel like my Patreon would have as much success um, if the yeah. not safe for work content wasn't included? I would like, I would like to say um, the same. I, I would like to. The reason why is because when I was pregnant because my baby is eight months old um obviously i wasn't doing not safe for work content uh because i'm pregnant and i just didn't feel comfortable it just didn't just didn't feel comfortable you know like pregnant women you know the, the world seems to think that they're very beautiful and like we love that and appreciate that but like when you're pregnant you just don't feel beautiful and you don't feel sexy and you feel very vulnerable so that's not something that i was comfortable doing so people only subscribe just to talk to me um and i still did very successful um yeah. however you know i cannot deny that when i advertise not safe for work with like you know maybe a suggestive photo of, or something people mm -hmm. definitely are quicker to subscribe now there's a there's a double side to that obviously People love making money. Obviously, I, I like making money. I get to support my whole family. I get to make sure that there's food on the table. I'm not piss poor anymore, having to like ration food so my kid can eat that week. Like that's just not the life that I have to live anymore. And I'm so grateful for that. But one thing that that I really value my not safe for work content is because there are so many women on the internet who do not safe for work or do uh, like straight up pornography and OnlyFans. And the thing is, is that they treat those men like they're just like really nothing but piggy banks. And for me, one thing that's very important to me is letting each and every one of my Patreons know that I acknowledge that they pay my bills. I acknowledge that they put food on the table. I acknowledge that they in themselves help me live. And I show so much appreciation, appreciation that I don't really feel 
is given because you know i i one of you i don't remember who said it but one of you said it the best and you said like if you know if it wasn't sellable people weren't wouldn't buy it and you know sex has always been easy to sell easy to sell if you're a beautiful woman but the thing is is a lot of the women selling it are not giving the mutual respect that a lot of the guys are giving them because i don't know there's some perception that the men that subscribe to me are just like weird old men that like live in their grandparents basement but i'm telling you like i've tons of military members hard-working single dads executives like everybody from all walks of life so I, I just like to be able to give the respect that i feel like they deserve and it's yeah like i'm happy that they <laughs> subscribe to me because at least like i appreciate it i don't just view them as a commodity and then go and call them pigs to my friends you know what i mean so uh, yeah. have, uh, do you feel that the uh, not safe for work content will tarnish your legacy in a harm and harm the absolutely great work that we heard that you were planning on doing in our last stream? Because that was, I have to tell you that the thing, like, to me, like, uh, any type of shelter for men, because I think in the United States, there's two men shelter. So any type of shelter, like we were talking about helping single dads. I, I think it was absolutely, absolutely wonderful. I mean, even even the ideal, hearing the ideal is just refreshing, okay? And I know that it takes a lot to put that in action and put that in work. Do you think that the, at one point when you're getting funding, because like we're in Silicon Valley where we put together funding all the time. I, You know, my background, I work for a lot of startups. I've led investor tours uh, a lot. Right. Uh, it's probably one of, one of the irritating things about me with Scott is that I'm like super like, we got to be on time. We got to be on time. We got to be ready. We got to be on time. Very punctual. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and like, we got to be prepared. We got to over prepare. And yeah. so, but yeah. I'm just used to that. And so one of the things is that, do you think that like, why is you're getting investors for this? Because I mean, I, I know, Hey, look, you might be a billionaire, but I'm not counting anybody's pockets, but right. you may need help with that. Do you think that uh, not safe for work content will tarnish that or harm that in any way? Good question. Um, you know, there are definitely people out there, you know, investors in the future. You know, I was just talking with my agent today about starting to put together a board of directors for a nonprofit organization. You know, there are definitely, um, there's definitely a possibility that in the future people could not want to work with me because of those things. Um, for me, my, my greatest obstacle isn't even the not safe for work con content it's the concept of men's rights alone uh that alone i mean you're the first person that i've given an interview to because i'm very very selective because the people that typically want to work with me either just want to like bash me or or they're just like kind of like quacks like the you know there was there was one company who watched all my content and they were like we think you would be perfect for our company and they send me a package and it's freeze-dried food for the apocalypse and i'm like <laughs> you, you connected that with men's rights and thought perfect apocalypse like but you know like what what does that really say so at the end of the day the biggest issue for me isn't really the not safer work content it's the men's rights stuff alone. So if somebody can like get past that, then the not safe for work stuff doesn't really matter. And at the end of the day, um, you know, we've got some like really empowering women in today's society that are, you know, very promiscuous, they're attractive, but they also have law degrees and, you know, X, Y, Z. And, you know, and I just think that you can, you can definitely do both. And so if it's going to hold me back, it's going to hold me back, but I'm just going to keep pushing and I'll figure out a way to do it myself then. 
I'll uh, sell more butthole to do it myself, so I don't need investors. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, you know, fair enough, fair enough. And I think I think you, you know, I think that series of questions. I wrote them to be intentionally tough, and like I said, I had help, and I had follow up and three layers of the questions. I, I want to personally thank great. you for answering all of those. Uh, you yeah. Know, uh, and uh, and I was like, well, I'm gonna word it nicely. I hope. And is there more than one version of feminism? Yeah. Yeah, there's many versions. I think we're in like the fourth or fifth wave of feminism right now. Uh, you know, the the OG definition of feminism is the attempt to break down the patriarchal systems of hierarchy that oppress both men and women. So in the OG definition, men were very much included. There was no him versus her. Um, and then it changed to, you know, I think the second wave was like workers' rights for women or something like that. And then it changed along the way to now, I think fourth wave is about like including trans women. Uh, third wave was very much about like, you know, women can be single moms, they can be homemakers, they can be bachelorettes and it doesn't matter. Um, so it's definitely changed over time. The version of feminism that we're in right now is what I like to call oppression Olympics. And it's just simply who is more oppressed? How dehumanizing can we be? And how hypocritical can we get? So that's that's about like my my whole version. I think that today's version of feminism, we hear a lot of things like patriarchy being thrown out, a lot of you know things about the pay gap. Sorry, ladies, but like if you work longer, harder, more dangerous jobs, you're gonna get paid more. So like, sorry, it, it's just the breakdown isn't what feminists would have you think. And you know, also we're uncovering. Um, you know, the fact that the domestic violence rate has been 50-50 for a very long time. And those statistics are being shoved away because, you know, we have like corporate financial interest companies like L'Oreal and all of these companies that benefit from us solely believing that women are still incredibly oppressed. Because if you attach a feminist message to something, you can sell it. They did it with cigarettes. They did it since the beginning of time, since the 1950s. So today's version of feminism is really just, um, I think it's kind of like a fallacy, it's outdated. And I think that really we need to go into like an egalitarianism, equal rights realm, because what's happening is just not it, especially when things like patriarchy and like the pay gap can be so easily debunked. Okay. All right, so here we go here. Uh, do you assume, do people do assume, people assume if you are MRA, you are conservative. And if you don't align with either of the two party systems, sometimes people pigeonhole you. It's a pretty good question. Mm. And shout out to Michael Kinney. You know, Thank you for the five dollar super chat. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh one thing that surprises people, uh, especially my partner. My partner's like quite he's like very I don't know, he's very feminist, and I'm very you know who, who I am. And so I, our dynamic is pretty great because he challenges me a lot. Um, but one thing that even shocked him was that the majority of my following is um, like left or like liberal or whatever. So when I pulled my YouTube, um, the majority, which like was like an overwhelming response, was uh, liberal uh, or what's it called? Left. Sorry. Um, is it liberal there? Oh, here. Yeah. Sorry. I get I get so confused. I get the two confused. Um, but yeah, I do get the assumption quite often that I'm conservative. Um, but 
other times not because people like see my tattoos and I don't necessarily look super conservative. So, um, but yeah, I think sometimes people are like confused as to why I don't, you know, think that like women should stay at home and not saying that that's like what conservative ism is. Um, but I, I have had people, you know, who have represented themselves as conservatives, uh, you know, just kind of like question me on why I don't believe in like really conservative stuff like that, that like men should be out working and women should be staying at home. So I, I don't know where I gave the impression that that's what I was about, but I don't know. Hey, so the question for you I have to ask is for your TikTok, have you noticed, are there exactly what did you say in your videos that got you banned off of TikTok? Because you got big on TikTok first, right? Or was it YouTube first? It was actually Facebook first. <laughs> Facebook, oh, okay. Yeah, it was Facebook and then it was YouTube. Or no, then it was TikTok. Um, oh, mo multiple things, multiple times. O always calling out uh, specific women. Uh, this time, I <laughs> I was in the morning, I was calling out Drew Afuelo, Alfredo, whatever her name is. Um, because, you know, she made a video and she's like, men just call me buffalo bitch when they're mad at me. Um, and then they try to convince people that I'm a terrible person, which is rich coming from them. And I dug up old tweets uh, from when she was in high school where she was using the F slur for, for gay people constantly. Like, like it was like her favorite word on Twitter. And what was interesting is she had a recent video where she was calling out these teenage boys for their homophobia completely body shaming and just slamming them and then said in the comments if you're old enough to be homophobic on the internet you're whole you're old enough to be held accountable so i had all that tea and i made a video and i'm like i'm about to call out your queens so give me give me my fucking crown because i'm i'm your queen now bitch and as i was right in the middle of making the video exposing her it's posted on my youtube by the way um <laughs> My my thing my entire TikTok got banned. I was like, you stupid bitch. But yeah. Wow. So that's where we're at. Drew is a terrible right, right. So, uh, human being. That's what I have to say. I hope this doesn't get flagged <laughs> for bullying. Since you're, a single, since you're a single mother, may I inquire about the child support situation? Yeah. So um, uh, this is something that I've been asked uh, quite a lot over the years because um, I don't really talk about my kids very much, um, which I now have two, but I used to only have one, which I was a single mother to for three years, I think. She's now five. Um, but yeah, for like three and a half years, I was a single mom to her. And people used to always be like, how can you champion for father's rights when you're neglecting the most important father, blah, blah, blah. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, there was a trial. We had our day in court. Um, he was tried and convicted for assault with a deadly weapon against me nine months after I left him for domestic violence. So in my mind, um, if you're too dangerous to come near me or my kid, uh, you're, you're probably not like, wh why would I collect money from you? <laughs> so um, especially if I have no intention of allowing him to see, um, my, like our daughter, it just doesn't really make any sense as to why I'd be like, okay, but give me money. It just doesn't make sense. Um, plus like, you know, I I've got it. So I don't, um, collect child support in, in that case. In the case of my second child, um, I actually pay the child support. Um, I pay quite a lot of it. 
So um, I'm, I represent the, you know, small portion of mothers who pay child support. I'm definitely happy to do it, not complaining. Um, but, but yeah. You really so, empathize with men at this point. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot but it is. I mean, I mean, I mean, I feel bad for you that you have to pay that much child support. Um, so in the United States, it's about 3% of the women who have to pay child support in the United States. Uh, I don't know what the percentage is in Canada. It may be more. It I may think be it's less. like 10% of the income. Yeah. So, so that's a, that's very, here's, very neat. Here's the way I see it. My, our, uh, our, our baby came unexpected, um, on birth control. So I was, I was already making moves to keep myself safe. Um, I had recently experienced a loss um, of a child and I, I didn't even know I was carrying. Oh. It was just something that like my body did, but it was very traumatic and not something I wanted to experience again. So, you know, being young, being that like we hadn't been together for like, I think it was just over a year at that point. I said to him, look, you can stay or you can go and I will not hate you <laughs> either way. I won't hold you liable. Like I got this on my own should need be. Um, and he decided to stay, which I totally appreciated him for. So we decided to like, you know, stop being in a relationship and just focus on co-parenting because we're young and we needed it to work. Um, and so the way I see it is like, he's young, he's a year younger than me, 24. I completely changed his life with this with a kid because you know he he decided to stay sure but i was the one that said hey this kid's happening so i feel like the very least i can do is like <laughs> set him up for success financially you know what i mean especially if i have a good income i would never be like here's a child go get a job like i just <laughs> i just wouldn't do that it's not feasible to me so that's where i'm at happy to do it <laughs> okay all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, taking care of people is is always a good thing, and being able to well, be fulfilled in that way, and being able to reappraise your situation, and finding that you are helping your family. So, it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, it would be hard for me. You call me old fashioned, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not. You are old fashioned, man. Shut up. <laughs> it would be hard, and, I, and look, I'm not going to disagree with your with your uh, whatever you folks do. Like, I, I'm very libertarian in my thinking about people's personal lives. Like, I'm not going to. Like that's why I'm hesitant to even like to ask a question about your kid. I'm I'm hesitant because that's just because if you didn't want to talk about it and I pigeonholed you, that that's bullshit. And I don't want to do that to anybody. Not just oh, I'm, not I'm just upfront about if I don't want to answer something. Yeah. So you can. So ask I appreciate that. It would yeah. be very hard for me to stay home and collect money from uh, my wife. Yeah. It, it would be very hard. It would be very hard for me. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I mean, and, and look, if I lose my job or something, something's going on, or things are tough. I know for a fact that, you know, I was 100% down to get, get to work and, and help us out. But that's going to be a very temporary situation. I'm going to have to make just make something happen. That's just the way I am. It'll be hard for me. But folks who can do it, I don't look down upon them. I think that just like everything, the world changes. And I'm not going to act like uh, the world must be my way, you know, because right. doing that is uh, doing that. They even make more old jokes about you. Right. Uh, we have another super chat. Another super chat from T-Man for five dollars. What does T-Man say? T-Man says, "What is your opinion on on the potential of women being put added to the military draft?" Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I seen something about this today. I seen a woman who was taking a men's rights approach 
being like, I support women in the draft. Go fuck yourself. I think that equality means nobody should have to go die at war. So, and I know that a lot of people would agree with me, um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't, but I know that at least for my community in the Roma army, we are not of the perspective that equality means that just because men were forced to go and die at war just because they have a penis, well, that means that you have to now. I think what should happen is that uh, nobody should have to. And if this is the unfortunate thing that has to happen for you know people to understand that the draft is like a sick and fucked up thing all over the world, not just places like here, um, then I, I think that'll just be a better place. Because at the end of the day, there are tons of people who want to serve the military, who want to serve their country. I being one of them, I hope to go into the military, um, the Canadian military in 10 years. Um, you don't have to force people to do it. And I just feel like, uh, you know, I see a lot of men online and women being like, well, men had to do it. So, you know, equality means, you know, it's kind of like the equal rights, equal fights type thing. I've never believed in that. To me, equal rights means, you know, that no matter your sex, your gender, your whatever, you will be held accountable or taken seriously, no matter what. So, Okay, well, that's my answer. I, I, I think that's a very full-throated answer. I will say this though: sometimes it gets very confusing. It's very confusing mm -hmm. to me if I hear somebody say, "Hey, I can do everything you can do," and so I'm like, "Cool," and I, I, I can, you know, and like I, I have a lot of women martial artists. I can fight and do jujitsu and kickbox as hard as you can. All right, cool. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, and then when we get to this point, it's always it seems like a sticking point. I'll say this. Uh, I, I will die by old-fashioned sources. I don't want anybody in war. I definitely, but if I had to choose sending my son or my daughter to war, which this is something that my grandfather looked at my looked at my 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 father and my uncles and said, "Hey, you guys, it's a war going on. There's a draft. It's Vietnam." I know that my grandfather would have picked all of all of his sons over his daughters. Right. I, I know he would have. Right. I know he would. It, it is. It's not even a thing. It's not even a thing. Like he's uh, he's being uh, like sexist or women can't do it. He's like, he's like at the very least, I need y'all to, you know, right. Some more babies. <laughs> it, it comes down to like how men and women are are valued differently in society, for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh. So. Uh. I have now. I have a multifaceted question, and uh, I don't want a female fighting beside me either way. <laughs> well, I think you know. In his defense, I'm not sure. Actually, I don't know what, what you're thinking about him. But if I were to fight alongside a female, and if I saw her getting hurt, I would most likely try to protect her. It would be a distraction. Yeah, because well, your instinct. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be like, so, "Go fuck yourself." It's, it's you. a very protective instinct that's biologically hard hardwired in men. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the next question I have is multifaceted, and yeah. it's uh, it, it's it's a, a recent event. It's a event. It's an event that I did what we call a tip talk on. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I, I got not a, recently. It was a long time. Well, ago I did a tip, but when but it came out when it when, happened. When it first happened, I did a tip talk. Yes. But the whole tip talk at first got like we were. I think we had like 200 subs or something when I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it came back and gained a lot of traction. A lot of people were disagreeing with me. 
about this and, and about my stance on it. So when my controversy you, happened or when the Kyle Rittenhouse happened? When the Kyle Rittenhouse happened. And gotcha. then when your controversy happened, I just kind of like uh, sat back and I said, you know what? I've like been there, done that. <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, you know, a lot of times being uh, kind of seeing a lot of things in life, you know, like I like my backgrounds, I lived in a few different countries. I've worked a lot of different places, with a lot of different people. I've worked with people who are very hot blooded. I work with people right. who are very like cool, cool and collective. I think I, I would say that from what I see of you, and I don't know you well personally, I say that you probably hot blooded and say what you feel, and it is what it is. Yeah. And so I always just said like it's. I always said like, I about what you what you said to me. I said you know what, I don't agree with it, but I got to respect your opinion. Right. And that, that's kind of how like I approached it. I was like I respect what she's doing, and I Fair hope uh, you know. You know, you know, it's it's like it's like I know it's like people like, oh, you're playing the middle ground on on it, and I'm talking about your reaction and everything. So I want to go through uh, some of these questions here. Uh, this is American-centric question, so I know yourselves in Canada. You're like, well, why do you expect them to know about this? But one of the things is that like you have a large amount of your following from the United States, Most, and one yeah. thing that everybody I know who follows you are second amendment pro second amendment conservatives yeah everyone i know who follows you is pro second amendment conservatives which i think conservative means a lot different here in the united states than it does in canada i, I would say that i i would, I would say it means yeah totally different yeah to, to some yeah well yeah they're different different places different policies right, different right, right so, different so things just, to care about i guess yeah right and, and, and which is natural by the way which is natural yeah so i'm yeah. just gonna go through this uh and if, and if it's something that like you're not familiar with, that's fine. Uh, and, and you know, I just want to have a discussion about it. And this is the last thing I have prepared, so it's pretty meaty, okay? Uh, right. So the thing is, what is your understanding of the Second Amendment constitutional, you know, United States Constitution Second Amendment? The right to bear arms. Yeah, what's your understanding okay. of that? Okay, first, so first question. Okay, uh, my understanding of the Second Amendment um, is actually pretty vast. I, I have a pretty good understanding of the history. I have a pretty good understanding um, of the different court cases, you know, that uh, shaped where the Second Amendment is today. Um, you know, one thing that I've always found very fascinating about it is how, unlike the other nine amendments, it is the only one that is so controversial and has faced so much controversial so much controversy, pardon me, even though for the majority of its life, like the first 200 years, it was widely untouched and considered like a very boring topic. But, you know, now as time has changed, as we've seen, uh, you know, a lot of gun violence, you know, uh, the Columbine shooting, I know that was a big one that kind of shaped the way the Second Amendment went. Um, I have a very good understanding of it. Um, and with its relationship with the um, uh, National Rifle, what's it called? So the NS NRA. NRA. Thank you. Um, yeah, and its and its relationship with that. So, um, you know, I think I got myself into trouble um, with the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff by, uh, first of all, not making my position clear, um, and also not taking into account and respecting the fact that Americans take their gun laws very seriously, which is something that I will never understand completely because I am Canadian and we have yeah. 
very different gun laws. Um, but, you know, in, in the relation to that and Kyle Rittenhouse, I feel like a lot of my anger came from maybe my understanding of the origins of the Second Amendment, um, how it's been interpreted and the controversy around it. So what were you going to say? So, so, so now okay. the, the next question is uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was a big moment that cost you, I believe, 18,000 subs. Mm -hmm. uh, sure did. I, and and uh, what do you say to your fans that are pro-Second Amendment and actually feel Rittenhouse, although it was foolish for being there that night, had the absolute and complete right to defend himself? Agreed. Agreed. Um, and I, I think that's where, you know, when I talk position clear, um, definitely, we, you know, I, I, along with probably, you know, everybody else who's familiar with him saw the video at trial where one of the guys, I, I believe he shot, I don't know if he killed him or I think it might've been the guy who survived, uh, pointed to go, you know, at the end of the day, you you certainly do have a right um, to defend yourself 100%. Um, I mean, we, we could go into the, you know, the, the push and pulls or, you know, the logistics or the history of the Second Amendment um, all day long. But at the end of the day, as it stood in America at that time, he was all in his right to defend himself. Whether or not I believe that he should have been there to begin with is not relevant to the issue at hand, which was whether or not he had a right to defend himself. What confuses me as a Canadian is that here in Canada, we have a manslaughter charge, which is, you know, when you kill somebody accidentally was oh, okay. confusing. Um, and I, I also, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of people was um, a pedophile and, you know, a lot of people were, or sorry, a pesto file. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, screwed that one. Um, and a lot of people, especially when I was going through my heat for it, were saying things to me like, um, you know, does that mean that, that you, you must love pestos and, you know, you, you defend them? And I just felt like that was such a gross misrepresentation because, can we can we maybe all agree that that pesto dying was that God's work? Yeah, it was. But I'm not comfortable with sitting and pretending like Kyle knew previously that he was a pesto, or that he left his house um, to go get the pesto at like this big pesto invention. That's not really what was yeah. happening. And so yeah. that's where I struggle with it. I struggle with. Um, the the lawyer in the trial not kyle's uh the, the other guy uh that was of the state i think he did a fucking terrible job uh especially when he disrespected the judge and went right against his ruling to try to prove um what i, I can't remember the word right now premeditation um yeah. you know when kyle had been quoted to say that he wished something you know the judge said that that wasn't viable to prove um, premeditation, which I agree saying somebody wishes that they had a rifle to do something at a certain time doesn't prove premeditation. I get it. Um, I just feel like, I feel like he should have gotten something and I don't feel like he should have been, 
um, you know, be made be made out to have been as much of a hero as he was. Although I do understand for people who are pro Second Amendment, I do understand why he would have been somebody that they would have championed for, um, because, like I said, the Second Amendment is very controversial, and you either love it or you hate it. So. <laughs> There's definitely a big discord amongst uh, liberals and conservatives on this yeah. issue. So definitely. I, and so they're I, always going to do their talking points yeah. with this issue. I, I would like to, if, if I could, if I could just abuse you for a moment, talk about my, my issues uh, with the Second Amendment and, and why I'm a supporter of it. Um, so my, my uh, grandfather in 19, I believe he started purchasing the land in 1950, but didn't get the deal actually done until the late, until the middle 60s, which was 100 and is we probably purchased about 125 acres of a large spot of land in east texas uh now uh i i i i'm always hesitant to say that being black or this now but being black in east texas during the height of during the uh height of segregation or the end of segregation and starting going to civil rights movement was not very safe being affluent and having I'm land kind of and had taking care of your family was yeah, not very safe yeah and, yeah. and but what my grandfather would do um during the off season when we weren't farming uh is that he would go and he would work as a porter he would work in la he'd work different places to make sure that there was always money he'd work away the only people who were left were the young kids and the women at the house uh when my grandfather was gone and my uncles which if i, I could tell you that there's 350 people directly related to me living right now in this town <laughs> so we have a huge family nobody had televisions back in the day they just had each other uh and so uh they had to talk to each other yeah they, 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 <laughs> they, talk, they did other. a lot of talking <laughs> and so uh and so what happened was when these folks came by uh there was the clan and the clan would come on our property and kill our cattle and ruin our business and burn us out and it was our ability to have weapons that stopped them that stopped them and as my father got back from vietnam the weapons upgraded when my father and my uncles got back from vietnam and it stopped them more impressively to the fact that we're left alone. So I'm not trying to say that, uh, I'm not trying to say that uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was in the right to be there, mm -hmm. but I have to separate him. I think he was actually silly to go there. And that's where I get the most heat from everybody. Why would you say, why would you say that this person is silly? Right? If he's defending other people's property. I mean, I got to research it a little bit more because I see a comment over yeah. here that says, Part of his family or whatever but, but, but it's just really strange that you go across yeah. states well it doesn't even make a difference i think that he was silly i think that if he was going to be there just the way he was got separated from folks their safety in numbers uh i don't think he wanted to do that but i think mm -hmm. that he was silly i've seen people say he was highly trained i'm gonna tell you from somebody who literally who literally he was 17. Think, to, think of too that he was a kid he wasn't highly trained but with all of that being said someone attacked him and he defended himself and the laws in the state that he was in provided for him not to go to jail. Now, if he was in California, he would have actually went 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 to jail for uh, ten years. If he right. was in California when that happened, but he was in uh, uh, I, I want to say almost want to say Wisconsin. I forget yeah, where he was. And so he was in a different Kenosha. state. Kenosha. He was in a different state. So that's just my my idea is that I'm pro Second Amendment because I have a family history of it. I believe that people have the inherent right to defend themselves. Uh, I, I would, I would want, you know, uh, as when I about ten years ago, I think I could take anybody hand in hand. Uh, as I get older, I got a wife, and uh, if somebody comes to the house, and I, I, I may grab a tool that to help me defend 
defend her and you know my family and my property but right. that's just it is i believe that the second amendment is when done right 100 honorable and 100 necessary now do people abuse it yes and those people there's laws and they should go to jail uh but yeah. besides that i'm i'm 100 for it uh, mm. uh i i do say that i i remember seeing and i want to i want to say something that I seen you release a video saying like, hey, I don't understand these laws so much, or you know, I'm a Canadian, this and that. And I don't think it was an apology, but an explanation. I think that, uh, and, and when I seen that, I said, fair yeah. enough, I understand more of where you're coming from. And, yeah. and, and that was that, uh, but yeah. uh, that's 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 what I, I had I about think... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, no, please, please, ma'am. It's, it's, um, it's your floor now, I'll be quiet. I support, but I just want to say I support the Second Amendment as a Canadian, as an Albertan. I mean, we're this is like the Texas of Canada. So like we, I mean, everybody and their dog has a rifle. Uh, you know what I mean? So we we have guns here. We don't have concealed carry. Um, I'm pretty sure we can really only defend ourselves on our land, on our property, in our home. Um, I'm for the Second Amendment when it comes to that uh, regard where it gets messy is that you know and I, I don't remember the exact definition or, or the exact um phrasing of the second amendment but it was something along the lines of like you know the second amendment protects um what what was it militia like something needed militia hold on a second i gotta pull it up so that i can yeah, a well a well regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people mm -hmm. to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So, you okay. know, the, the the thing about the Second Amendment is that it never and for the first like 200 years was not interpreted as having the individual right to hold an arm. It was, you know, it, now it's like like that's outdated, you know, a regulated militia. I'm pretty sure that's just like the military or like the National Guard, you know what I mean? So like the thing about the Second Amendment is that, you know, it, it has been changed. Um, it, it has changed, um, you know, I think it was like 1932 or somewhere around there where those bank robbers took like a sawed off shotgun or took something and were claiming to be militia. And they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, so it changed again. Uh, you know, the Columbine shooting also brought it into controversy again. Um, I, I believe that people have the right to defend themselves, should always have the right to defend their property, their home. Um, I, I even think that if you, you know, have the right checks, you know, good mental health, whatever, I, you should be able to carry, you know, open carry. I would just like to see it. As a Canadian, I can't lie, it makes me very nervous to go tour the US knowing that like anybody around me can have a fucking gun in their pants and I don't. Like, <laughs> it makes me uneasy. Um, but I think that people do have the right to defend themselves. They should defend themselves. I just think that we need some clearer guidelines on what that looks like. And you know, you mentioned that conservatives and liberals, they have two very different sides when it comes to this um or left and right i guess and you know i've noticed for people who want more gun laws um 
you know, nothing is infringing on the Second Amendment. And for people who don't want any gun laws, everything is infringing on the Second Amendment. You know what I mean? So I just think that a middle ground needs to happen where there's a clear understanding because I, I believe in the importance of upholding and understanding the law for sure. Well, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry, go on. I'm going to give a definition of militia from the Oxford Dictionary. And I wish I could screen share it, but it's going to slow us down. But here is the official definition. Militia, a military force that is raised from the civil population to supplement a regular army in an emergency. Also, a military force that engages in rebel or terrorist activities in opposition to a regular army. And the last one, all able-bodied civilians eligible by law for military service. Yeah, so so here, here's uh, the, the, thing, the thing that's really interesting to me is that I, I live in a heavy, heavily regulated state for gun law right. with a lot of gun violence. Yeah. Uh, Chicago is yeah, heavily regulated, regulated yeah. city <laughs> with a lot of gun violence. Right. Washington D.C. is a heavy regulated city with a lot of gun violence. Yeah. Now let me tell you something about Huntsville, Texas, and New Waverly, Texas, where my family's from. What happens there? Ain't no regulation. Very little gun violence per capita. Uh, and, and so it's just it really comes down to, in my opinion, the education and the respect. That is given and ingrained, and in, 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 and I'm sorry, it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural right. thing. Like, I grew up with there was 50 rifles in my grandfather's room lined up, and I will if I touch one, somebody spark fire from me. And, you know, I mean, that's just yeah. the way it was. I mean, I could not touch it. I until I learned to learn. It was just one of the one of the understanding. So I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, with me, I think that uh, I think the biggest thought fault that uh, the United States has with gun laws is that you should have to have a real course on how to use it and, and how to take care of it and, and that with it. Uh, that's just my personal thought. But that's all I have for you. Mm. We are an hour into it. Uh, you know, thank you for answering the questions full-throated. I, I, uh, I, I think that these questions were tough. People are going to say I wasn't tough enough. That's okay. I don't care. Mm. I really don't care. I mean, I, I'm very satisfied. This is for self-made. Say wet, Scott. There we go. <laughs> That's our number one mod, self-made. You got to go uh, real close to the mic. Do it real essentially and slowly. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I'm, le I'm, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving my own damn house if this happens. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but here, here's the deal. I, I, I want to thank you for uh, really... Uh, I want to thank you for for really just going going on and uh, answering the questions. Look, I know I know people. They may they may be uh, they may not agree with the method. My method is to ask questions and let you talk and let people make draw their own conclusions. Yeah, you know, you know, and, and, and draw draw their own conclusions. Uh, and uh, there is a question here from Dude. Richard Bear. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's a very uh. It's a very deep question, and I prefer that. So it's up to you. What do you think? And it's actually I got about two minutes. Two. So if I can answer it in okay. two minutes, I'll do it. All right, no, no, it's two minutes. It, it should have came earlier. What it, is it? It should. It, it was just well, because we already talked about how, how you feel about Kyle Rittenhouse. We talked about that. Here, we'll give a bonus on this one. Point. Yeah. So Richard Byer, Byer asks, if you really want to determine if she is a chameleon or not, just ask how she feels about Kyle Rittenhouse or how she feels about incels. It's a, so we, we talked about, about Kyle Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse already. Yeah. But then oh. what do you feel about 
incels, and I guess we would have to define what an incel is. Involuntarily celibate. There we go. Yeah, self-named. So uh, incels are very quickly, they're a group of uh, men who have named themselves incels. It's short for uh, involuntarily celibate, which I think is absolutely insane. Most of us just say that we're not really boning anybody right now. Just saying. Um, I is in the form of birth control. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, um, again, as a Canadian, a lot of people may not know this, but here in Canada, there have been multiple, um, like, literal terrorist attacks um, from people, local people, um, incels. They will go to, like, salons, literally stabbing pretty women. Um, I think they're the ones who really coined the term Chad. Um, you know, they really have some scary beliefs such as you know redistribution of sex meaning that because women just we, we just have so much commodity of sex that we should just be obligated to give it to lonely men um just really really scary stuff like that um and i think that uh to the less scary incels because it's definitely a spectrum i would just in you know i would encourage them to uh, find community, uh, find self-worth and understand that the world is not all about like finding a woman and getting pussy. It's just a huge misconception. And the men who like get pussy, so to speak, really don't care that much about it. They just do it when they do it. You know what I mean? They, they just don't. It's not everything it was drummed up to be. Yeah. Probably going to get STDs and most women starfish anyways. So you're not missing much. Starfish? Wow. Okay. And so just to correct, uh, that was not, that was not, uh, that was not self-made who asked the question. That was Richard Byer. Byer. Okay. Uh, Chloe, I know that we only have you for a limited time. You actually stayed over nine minutes. I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, self-made. I said Richard Byer's name. Go react to it. Actually, accidentally drop it because he saw your name. Richard Byer. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, spending this time with us. Thank you for coming back. Uh, it is absolutely excellent. Uh, you answered your questions. You even answered that last mm -hmm. question, which mm -hmm. it, it, it is what it is. You said how you feel. Uh, yep. And like I said, the people can now, who watch this can now. Make sure you let yep. us know in the comments, is Roma Army a chameleon? I don't care. Little do you guys know, I'm a fucking platypus. Joke's on you. A platypus. All <laughs> right. So uh, thank you very much. As always, everybody, you know, uh, thanks for rocking with us. Uh, like and subscribe if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. Check our videos out. We have over 200 pieces of content. Yep, and yep. Uh, as always, ask yourself one burning question. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we threw you off last time, Roma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we say this as our tagline. Yeah. And it's, can you handle the tip? Yeah, we're going all in. Boom. Booty right. in your face. We are out. Yeah. Thank you so much. Make this